0: episode 69 hot hot topic today 69 no we're not talking about the 69 position Um, but we are going to talk about something even sexier because I don't really think 69 positions that sexy (laughs) (laughs) sacred sexy boundaries with Amy Pomensky and uh, Amy if you haven't heard Amy yet go back and listen to her episode god I don't even know when that was it was like right
1: in the beginning
0: right in the beginning. A long time ago, Amy Pamensky teaches women. She mostly works with entrepreneurial women around how to be confident, how to be seen, how to have sacred, sexy boundaries. And this episode is absolutely essential for all women. I mean, boundaries are fucking essential. And how we don't learn how to be boundaryed, You know, I think as children, we're so naturally boundaryed, and then it gets stripped right out of us and nobody teaches us how to be boundaryed. And this is why women are still taken advantage of and why women still are underpaid and all of these things because we are not rooted in our boundaries and don't know how to stand up for ourselves. And so this is such an important episode and Amy is brilliant. And I feel like she's just like deepened in her teaching and- mm-hmm. He's amazing. It was such a good episode.
1: We can't wait for you to listen to this. And we're aware that so many of you in the Facebook group have asked about this topic, right? Like every woman's always curious about boundaries. And we talk in this episode, how many books have just been released this year about boundaries? Like this is a hot topic. And Amy does a really exquisite job, I felt, in teaching this in digestible, tangible, clear Ways Like it wasn't esoteric. And she really brings you into why this is so important in every area of your life. And of course, we need to do an episode about boundaries and relationships as a thing unto itself. But Amy really takes a stand that we all get to be empowered and alive and protected, and to see that this is an agreement you're making with your higher self, like your boundaries take you to where you want to go. So we can't wait for you to hear this episode. I'm going to remind you who the sacred, sexy Amy Pomensky is and read her bio, and she'll tell you more on how you can reach out to her in this episode, as well as a really powerful offering she has going on right now. So Amy Pamensky is an intuitive mindset and empowerment coach for female leaders and entrepreneurs. She supports women to overcome their limiting beliefs and fear-based patterns in business and relationships so that they can rise to greater levels of leadership and success. Amy guides women to connect with their unique soul mission to embody their feminine expression and to confidently take inspired action to bring their visions to life. Through her group programs, masterminds, retreats, and events, Amy brings women together in sacred sisterhood to support one another in rising together. She is also the host of the amazing podcast, the Feminine Frequency Podcast, and I think you're about to be on that, aren't you, Kate? Are you on her podcast? (laughs) It
0: came out yesterday.
1: yesterday. Yeah. Well, Amy had Kate on the Feminine Frequency Podcast, so you know to go over there, too, to listen to Kate and... Amy shares guest interviews and intuitive flow episodes to empower women all around the globe on her podcast. And we can't wait for here for you to hear this one. Enjoy.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 69: Sacred Sexy Boundaries. That is the most epic title. We stole that title. And we'll tell you where from in a little bit. <laughs> um, but we, I am so so happy for this episode. I have two of my besties on uh, on the podcast with me today. Of course, the one and only Catherine Danielli and my dear friend, our dear friend uh, Amy Pimentzky, who is just the best. You've already heard her bio, so, <laughs> but she is the best and she's one of my closest soul sisters. So I'm so happy to have you back. And Amy's here for a second time. So obviously the universe was calling for a little more Amy Pomensky on the podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, I feel so grateful and excited to be here and talking about this juicy, amazing topic that feels So alive right now in the collective. It feels like this is what we are being called as women to embody, to um, really master. And it feels like it's time. This is really the time for women to be rising to and really standing in their confidence and their power in this way, in this conversation around boundaries. So, here we go. Here, <laughs> Here we go. go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's such an essential time. I just think like with all the I mean, even the Mutu mutu <laughs> the Me Too movement that happened. Uh, that started, well, I guess it wasn't even the first iteration of it, but the really big Me Too movement um, a couple of years ago, like women are rising and coming into their power. And phase one is to speak out and share of the victim story. This is what's happening. This is my story. And then phase two is take our power back. And how we do that is through boundaries. So I feel so excited to have this conversation. Boundaries are something that women need in every area of their lives, like in order to not be underpaid, you need boundaries. In order to have a healthy relationship and not a toxic one, you need boundaries. In order to have a healthy relationship with a good person, you need boundaries. In order to be a parent, you need boundaries everywhere. It's essential. Mm -hmm. So, so happy to dive in with you. So why don't we start, um, yeah, how did you get here? And I would love, Amy, to hear a little bit about what your life was like when you didn't have any boundaries and what you're experiencing now?
2: Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I struggled with, and I know that many women struggle with is people pleasing and really seeking validation and approval from others. And when we do that, we often sacrifice or we self abandon. So we, Mm say, okay, I'm going to say yes to doing this thing or keep allowing someone to treating, treating me a certain way, even if it doesn't feel good for me, because I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of getting hurt. I'm afraid that if this person, if I really share that something doesn't feel good for me, then they're not going to be my friend or this boy's not going to like me. And, i'm going to end up alone and in our mind in our brain our primal brain our survival brain feels like if we are rejected if people don't validate or approve of us in our brain it feels like we're going to die so we want to avoid it at any cost which means that we become people pleasers we become good girls we become yes girls yes women all the time at, to the extent where we are sacrificing our own well-being sacrificing our mental health our physical health and that was really my journey of, I remember when I was in high school, this, I had like one of my first crushes and I had had like a boyfriend in middle school before that. But like, I really, really liked this guy and he would always tell me that he, like we were going to hang out or he would call me and then he didn't. And then I remember just like sitting at home, feeling really bummed about it, waiting around, wondering like if we're actually going to hang out. And he would give me like just enough attention for me to want to like still hang out with him. Right. And I didn't know that that was happening, but it would, I would end up feeling like rejected. I would feel abandoned and it, it happened over and over and over again. I can't remember how many, t- can't tell you how many times I was waiting by my phone to like get the invitation and realize that it didn't actually happen. That's called breadcrumbing. Everyone yes. listening with dating, yeah. that's quintessential breadcrumbing. Just need to
1: throw that in there. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's helpful to have a term to understand what was happening. And in high school, I didn't know my worth. I didn't know my value. I didn't have the confidence to be like, Oh, well, screw this guy. If he's not actually giving me what I need, then I can actually find someone else who will like, I didn't have that awareness. Right. And so I didn't have boundaries around what was okay. And what was not okay for how other people treated me, especially men. That was the hardest place. Mm -hmm. The other place where boundaries or lack thereof have showed up was when I was first starting my business. And I would let clients like schedule whenever they wanted. If they didn't sign the contract, I would like be afraid to like ask them to sign it before we started. Um, so I didn't even have a contract in the beginning when I first started working with clients, things like letting people get discounts or doing trades with people for my work, like really undervaluing and not standing in my worthiness that if someone wasn't willing or able to like, do it the way that felt good for me or honored my value, then they're not a fit to be my client. And it was kind of like taking anyone and everyone because I was just getting started and figuring out who I was and what my value was in my work. And so it really shows up in that way too. And I would say that those two two are the main areas along with sisterhood, along with my friendships of like wanting to be mutually met, not constantly being the overgiver where i'm the one who's putting in all the effort and energy into my friendships like really honoring my my boundaries that if someone isn't being meeting me mutually then like i get to not reach out all the time i get to honor my time and energy and know that like i don't have to be the one who is always putting in the energy and effort which is really exhausting right so those are three areas where i feel like i've really noticed for myself that my lack of boundaries have taught me how to, how I do want to show <laughs> up and how I do want to communicate. And, um, the last piece that I want to share is how much I see this with my clients. Now that I'm working with a lot of women who are business owners, like being people pleasers with their team, who they're paying good money and being afraid to share if something's not being done right. Or, letting their clients take advantage of their time and show up late to meetings or just like not honor their work and ask for more, 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 more. And then the result is feeling depleted and feeling like they don't have energy to give to the rest of their clients or even to give to themselves. So there's so many ways that this shows up and I'm sure we'll we'll dive into a lot of them today, but that's really, for me, I learned about what my boundaries were and how to communicate my boundaries through feeling what it felt like when I did not through recognizing what was happening in my life when I didn't honor my own boundaries.
0: Yes, this is, it's so important in the saboteur archetypes. It's the self-sacrificer that Mm -hmm. is always sacrificing self for other and so concerned about everyone else's experience, but their own. And it's interesting. I've yet to work with a woman who has solid, clear, loving boundaries. They're either on one extreme where when they're trying to set boundaries, they're like, they're hurting people or they're on the other extreme where they're, they're, have no boundaries at all. And they're just a a doormat for other people and, and just bend over backwards for everyone and feel deeply resentful internally. And it's, I believe it's because women, we're not, we're not taught to be boundaried. We're taught to be sugar and spice and everything nice. We're taught to be selfless. We're taught to give ourselves up for other people. And that's That's what makes a woman, a good wife, a good partner, a good, you know, friend, a good whatever is just to show up and do everything for everyone. And yeah, I burnout led me to learn boundaries. Like it's, it's so exhausting not having boundaries.
1: (laughs) Which is one of the signs when you know you need one. Yeah. (laughs) Like exhaustion, resentment. And I, I really love hearing your personal experience, Amy, and then the reminder of the collective because one of the things that keeps happening for me is women do this thing where we keep, we always assume like self-blaming. And even when you're doing a ton of childhood work, you can start to form the constellation of how things are set up. Most of us, you actually learn healthy boundaries first in childhood. That's where you learn them. But then, I think you can't do work with women without talking about the collective wounding of women. If you're not talking about the impact of being a good girl, being a people pleaser at the level of survival in the brain. And what's in my heart around boundaries is before you can even consider setting boundaries, you have to own self identity, right? Like, do I know myself as an individual sovereign being with worth and value outside of what other people think of me? And a lot of times people try to do the behavior change first, rather than the actual becoming a person who has inherent worth and value. And then your boundaries become an extension of that reflection. And you mentioned that too, because I think a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know why I don't have boundaries. I don't know why I have boundaries. It's like, because you don't value yourself. You actually start there first because your boundaries are an extension of how you protect what is valuable i am sacred that's one of the mantras i offer my clients all the time so here we are with sacred sexy boundaries when you, what are the most sacred sites of the world they're not just out there there's there's fences around them there's lines around them there's ways of being when you enter that site mm-hmm. right and it's not just you can just anybody can walk in and do whatever they want and treat the place however they want and that's how i begin of like do you first know you are sacred and we're normalizing that this is something that every single woman on the planet struggles with. And that, of course, that every single woman on the planet can recover from and start implementing and practicing. So what did it look like when you started to practice having boundaries? Like, where were the places? I mean, how do you do you define boundaries? I feel like we have to <laughs> like start there. You said something incredible earlier about this on, on how people often don't even realize what they what they are.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to speak to what you're just sharing that it becomes really apparent. Once you recognize your innate value and worth, it becomes really clear when people aren't treating you well before you might not be able to see it, or you might've forgiven them or excused it. But like when you know your value and your worth, and when you feel confident within who you are and what you're worthy of, like you don't let people treat you Poorly, and you are more willing to let people go and release people out of your life who are not honoring your boundaries and who are not honoring your worth. Like, they they don't have room in your life anymore. You're not available for that anymore. So it does become a natural extension. However, the practice of communicating your boundaries and having courageous conversations is a really big nuanced piece because in the past, especially if you haven't had boundaries. Oftentimes when you communicate, it comes out as passive aggressive because when someone's past your boundary, like you mentioned earlier, Catherine, you're resentful, you're frustrated, you're exhausted, and then you're like, don't do that. Like that doesn't work for me. And people don't respond well to snappy or bitchy. They just don't, Mm -hmm. right? So before we get into like courageous communication, which is something that I feel like I've mastered over time, having really challenging conversations that are fiercely loving, but also really like honest, right? So let's get into like what boundaries actually are. I, another word that you can say is like, what are your standards? How do you let people treat you? Every human being, regardless of whether you're male, female, regardless what age, what race, what gender you are, has a certain standard of how they deserve to be treated with kindness, with respect, and with love. Like very basic and really simple, right? And when you have your own standards, you are the one who says, yes, you can treat me like that. No, you can't treat me like that. But without your standards, people will walk all over you, not on purpose, but energetically. Because So boundaries are both energetic and they're actually a real communicated thing. Energetically, if you don't know your worth and value and you don't speak up when someone doesn't honor your boundaries, you, you will keep attracting people who will take advantage of you. You mm-hmm. will keep attracting men. You will keep attracting opportunities for people to show you that you're not standing in your worth. And as soon as you shift, this is why I love this conversation. When you take your power back, when you know your worthiness and- You basically send a message to the universe. I'm not available for bullshit anymore. I'm not available for people who treat me like shit. And you actually stop attracting them. I stopped attracting clients who didn't show up to their appointments on time or who didn't let me know if they needed a reschedule. I don't, that doesn't happen anymore. It just doesn't, right? I stopped attracting men who were emotionally unavailable because I'm not available for that anymore. I don't stand for that. And if I do notice any of that, I'm willing to say something. So yeah, I would say their standards, their agreements with your higher self. It's like when you're connected to your higher self, not your human self who has been wounded and has abandonment and who is afraid of rejection. But when you're really connected to your higher self, you know how worthy you are, know how valuable you are. You love yourself enough to not let people treat you in that way. And that's what we're talking about with boundaries, especially sacred, sexy boundaries, right? Which we'll get into that in Mm -hmm. a moment. But yeah, I think that that's the foundation of the conversation of, of where, why boundaries are so important. And they do require you to stand in your power. They do require you to, to communicate your truth and to own your worthiness as well.
0: Mm. And when you don't have boundaries, like I'm just having all these as you're talking. And I love how you explain everything, like courageous communication and just the language you use is so helpful and clear. Um, And as you're talking, I'm imagining all these times where I didn't have boundaries. Like I had no boundaries in my 20s, none, which I think is pretty common (laughs) because nobody taught us how, but I was an extreme people pleaser and just remembering all these times where I didn't even think I had, like I, I remember working for this company, uh, these French people, I may have shared this story at some point before, but I worked for this, the, these French people and it was a natural body care company. This is in my early twenties. And I ended up doing like three different jobs. I was like their only staff. And the man was, it, he was emotionally abusive to me. Like he was horrible to me. And they talked in French all day long. I don't speak French. I didn't know what they were saying. I had extreme anxiety every day because I thought, like, I was like, they love me. They hate me. They love me. They hate me. Like I just felt, had so much turmoil internally. I stayed for a year and a half and I finally left only because I met a guy who lived in Australia and I was going to move to Australia. But before that, my friends kept saying, leave this job. And I was like, I can't leave. I'd have to give two weeks notice. I was so scared to, and like now the woman that I am now, I'm like two weeks notice, fuck that. I would just have left. Like I, I, and so it's so fascinating to imagine what that was like, Back then, and how I I mean, I couldn't even attract an experience like that now because I'm so rooted in myself and my boundaries and my ability to speak up and stand up for myself. But my level of tolerance for toxicity. I had a friend who took over for me when I moved to Australia. She was so excited to have this cool job, and she lasted like three days. And she was like, Kate how the hell did you work in that environment for a year and a half? Like, there's something wrong here. And she quit after three days. And I was just like, Mm. oh, whoa. Like, my tolerance for toxic relationships was so high, which I think is so true for so many women. And it's like until you know yourself and you know your center and you have that connection to your truth and your higher self, like that – it's, it like often women don't even know. I think even coming back to the Me Too mim- movement, so many women didn't even know they were in toxic or abusive situations until they heard someone else's story, and then they're like, "Oh shit, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't healthy." Like I didn't know in that job, and until- I mean I knew, but I didn't know. Mm. And so
2: yeah, it's like
0: it's so important. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's interesting in the workplace too, because there's a whole nother cultural dynamic of how you're supposed to behave, especially as a woman in like Mm. a corporate environment or, you know, a work environment where I see women like taking on, you just said, taking on three jobs and getting Mm. paid for one. Yes. Yes. How does that even make sense? But it happens all the time because they're not willing to say, Hey, I actually can't get to that right now. Like I've capacity wise, like It's not actually possible. So they end up working way longer hours and doing things that are totally not what they're getting paid for because they're not willing to stand in their truth because they're afraid of getting fired. They're afraid of not getting the promotion or not being seen as a hard worker. And then they feel exhausted and overworked all the time. Like, duh.
0: Whereas a man would just say, I mean, obviously I'm generalizing, but for the most part, a man would say, no. I'm not taking that job. That's three jobs for the price of one. Like that's just a no. Whereas women are like, okay, how can I contort myself more and like, and run myself to the ground and feel like I'm dead inside for this, for all the wrong reasons. Oh man, this is such an important conversation. It's an incredibly important conversation.
1: <laughs> there, There's a ton of research studies that men get more raises simply because they ask for them. Yeah. Like it's like a tremendous disproportionate amount between the amount of times men ask for a raise versus women, mm-hmm. and I just keep it feels like I I imagine as everyone's listening, it's like I want everyone to like come sit in a women's circle or we just go to a retreat together and have this conversation to really recognize like I feel like it needs to be said this is going to be hard when you start doing this, like. You don't just, oh, now I love myself and now I have worth and now I'm not afraid to like use my voice. Like actually, do I know how to stand in my power? Yes. And does sometimes my voice shake when I'm setting a boundary? Yes. Do I always feel empowered and like a badass when I say something? Fucking no. (laughs) Like, and so similarly to the you know survival brain like the child your inner child is not going to learn how to stand up for herself like it's the adult in you who makes a vow to protect her and makes a vow to live differently that even though I've never learned this before and even though this is hard I'm thinking of Glennon Doyle's epic like we can do hard things and that the more you do it the easier it becomes. But I remember the best is when I get text messages from clients when they're like, you know what? I feel guilty as fuck right now and I'm doing it anyway. Or I'm so afraid and I'm doing it anyway. Like that's when they get it rather than waiting for them to not feel guilty or to not be afraid in order to start setting boundaries or to wait until you feel perfectly worthy and valuable. Because my self-worth skyrocketed when I started setting boundaries. Yes. It was a directly proportional, the more you act in alignment with your worth and value, the more deeply connected you feel. Because it isn't just say you love yourself in the mirror all day long, and then you'll magically know how to set boundaries. You have to take courageous action around aligning yourself with your worth. And there probably was no day I loved myself more than when I walked away from my ex, And I really, really got it that that was the most important thing I could do for my value. Yes.
0: So agree with that. Boundaries build self worth. If you don't feel worthy, if you have low, a low sense of self worth, look around your life, you have toxic relationships, you're tolerating things. You have a hard time saying no, you have a job you don't like. But if you feel like you have a low sense of self worth, this is the this is the way like that for me. This is absolutely what built my sense of self and my sense of Mm self-worth.
2: Yeah, it's a turning point. It's like a completely different shift in your energetic blueprint and how you're showing up and who you're being and what you're tolerating. And that shift of self-respect, even when it's hard, shifts everything. And yeah, there's so many places that I want to go with this. One of them being that like this conversation that we're having here around, we're, we're technically talking right now about healthy boundaries, which is the foundation, which I think is what is the first, this is like 101, right? And what we want to get to, like, I believe that's like the baseline that every woman gets to have And therapists can support you with this. You can work with coaches to support you with this. Like this is like the, you can read a book on this and the, the practice of it and actually doing it is where you develop the confidence around it. Right. And the distinction that I want to make here before we get into like boundaries 201 um, is that what Catherine was just talking about is the embodied boundaries, not just the, I know that I deserve to be treated better because there's so many women who know that like, You probably, if you're listening to this podcast, have awareness that like you're not being treated how you want to be treated. Otherwise you probably wouldn't have pressed play on this boundaries (laughs) conversation, right? (laughs) So there's the awareness that it's happening, but there's a difference between intellectualizing and then the embodied knowing that you are enough, the embodied knowing that you are innately valuable, worthy, that you deserve to be treated a certain way and living from that place it doesn't happen overnight, Catherine, you're right. It's a progression. And wherever you are on your journey, there's the next level, which is what I wanted to like bring us into as well is this conversation around sacred, sexy boundaries is far more than just about yourself. And I think for women, I, it's going to make sense after I share it, but for women, sometimes we need something bigger than us to make us see it and really get it. So, it's like, it's really hard, especially if you have low self worth, to be like, I'm going to set my boundaries so that I have more energy and I have more time and I have more freedom and I can make more money and like I can love myself more. That's all about me. But as women, we are very generous and we (laughs) care deeply about the world and about others. And if we can see that our boundaries are not just about us, that when we set boundaries, when we honor ourselves, we can give more. We can show up for our soul mission, which is about the sacredness of boundaries. It's so that you have the energy, the resources, the capacity to show up as an amazing friend, to show up for the people that you love, to show up in service to others on a consistent basis, not just this like burnout and you know reset type model. So that's the sacredness of boundaries is like, this isn't just about you feeling good, which is enough as it is. And if you can't commit to your boundaries for that, like do it for your kids, do it for your friends, do it for the people that you love, do it for the world, G- giving other women permission to know that they can say no. Like, is that, is that something like, can, can we just share like how much more connected we feel as women to that versus like, oh, I'm going to say no. Cause like, if I say yes, I'm just going to be like tired tomorrow. It's not that big of a like core why of why we would set boundaries in the first place.
1: Yeah. Love
2: that. Mm -hmm. And then the sexy part is that like, it is really hot and sexy when you show up and respect yourself. Mm -hmm. When people see a woman who knows who she is and values herself, they're like, damn, I want that. I want to be friends with her. I want to date her. I want to be around that woman. I'm inspired by that person it's magnetic. It's like this charge of like, oh, she doesn't take bullshit, but not in a way of she's a bitch or she's better than people, but like, oh, she really values herself. She really honors herself. She doesn't let men take advantage of her. Mm. She doesn't discount her pricing because she's afraid people aren't going to like her, aren't going to pay. And that's sexy. Like that's hot. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's really hot. Like. So that, that's too. a lot hotter than just letting people walk all over you or like not really speaking your truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's confidence. It takes confidence yeah. to set boundaries.
1: The I reason think. boundaries are hard in the beginning is because when we're children, there is no separation between baby and mom. Like our consciousness is of oneness mm. as a child and without individuation, without the support of coming into a healthy sense of self, you then fear loss, right? Then there isn't a healthy sense of self to say like, oh, setting boundaries will mean abandonment. Separation means abandonment rather than I love, for me, when I think of the sexy, what's sexy is that actually boundaries become connection. Mm-hmm. Like with boundaries, you have the intimacy you crave. Without boundaries, there is no intimacy there's no real intimacy. You have pseudo, it feels like we're connected, but actually it's dependency, not intimacy. But what's sexy is when I'm in my boundaries, I attract the women that are actually capable of connecting with me and supporting me in my power. And my God, Amy, I don't know anyone who does this as well as you. Like, holy shit. Like when I need to like check myself when I'm in my own like fears and insecurities around sisterhood, I actually literally, I totally say to myself, what would Amy do? Oh, my because God, you, embody, be so you really embody this. Like yeah. I, I the most cel- like celebratory of other women taking a stand for other women, creating environments of that. But when I think of for boundaries, what's so powerful, I mean, I'm working with couples. Like they, they are afraid of losing, especially when it's a long-term relationship. Like that's when you're really getting, you know, there's more risk of losing that person. You really don't want that relationship to end. But when you're practicing on a daily basis, the standing in your power, standing in your worth and recognizing that, It is through boundaries that I actually get to have the intimacy that I want, not childhood dependency with my partner, which is what most people are doing. That for me is what's super hot and sexy and having, I was actually talking to one of my girlfriends the other day about, she said I got turned on by her husband. She's like, when I'm acting out and I'm just like being shitty, he'll just look at me and be like, enough. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Like you respect him more. Like, yes, boundaries are self-respect, but you respect the people that have self-respect. Like, don't you want a partner who loves himself and values himself and isn't going to let you act like a child? Like that, we say we want that, but then we're afraid of it. But I think it really needed to be said that what people forget like the fear of abandonment is part of what keeps you from having boundaries. And there's a reason, but when you recognize that you are no longer willing to abandon yourself, then you create the connections that you desire. And I'm sure we'll have to talk about when you wall people off and boundaries are not controlling other people in a second. Um, mm-hmm. But is there anything you want to say about that? More on the sexy boundary part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what I've noticed in my friendships and in partnership is that when I'm willing to speak the truth and say what's really true for me people trust me more yes they feel safer yes. around me and they actually are are more open to sharing what's true for them which allows for deeper intimacy and connection because people aren't like People don't know when they're crossing your boundaries. They don't know when they're doing something that's bothering you or upsetting you or hurting you unless you share. And so that becomes in relationships a recurring issue that becomes a tension point and it builds over time. However, if you're really like, hey, when that happened, like that didn't feel good for me and here's how I would like to be communicated to about that or here's what would feel much better, more loving for me, Then you give that person the opportunity to show up. And they're like, of course, I want you to feel loved. Of course, I want you to feel cared for. Like, that's all I want. But if they don't know how to do that and you're not clear on that, the the resentment will build for sure.
0: And if you're dealing with someone toxic, one of the biggest red flags of toxic people is they don't honor your boundaries and they try and manipulate your boundaries and they try and control your boundaries and sometimes that can come from how they're communicated like in my experience a boundary that's clear so let's say if if something's a no for me giving an excuse or a reason or justification why it's a no gives space for people to convince you otherwise. So if your boundary is loving and clear lubrication on both sides, thanks so much for the invitation. Feels amazing. It's just a no for me, but I so appreciate um, that you reached out and asked me to go to that thing or whatever, whatever the thing is. And that's a loving boundary speaking my truth, but it's just a no for me is so much more powerful than giving reasons and excuses. And then if someone actually tries to twist your arm or is like, doesn't honor your boundaries or gaslights you, then turns it around and like makes it a, an issue that you're, that you have boundaries or turns it around and makes it about them. Like that is information, really important information about the other person like this. Mm-hmm. And I think you went through an experience, Amy, recently of, mm-hmm. this, of setting a boundary and then it didn't go well. And you're like, okay, goodbye forever. <laughs> like This is not yeah. aligned.
2: Yeah. And, and in, there's a book called open wide by Melissa Ambrosini and it's about mm-hmm. relationships and sex. And she says, I think it's in that book where she says like, no is a full sentence. Yes. And I agree with that. However, with lube. <laughs> With lubrication. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless like, they're, toxic. Yes, exactly. like, Less uh, they're toxic. Yes, exactly. Unless they're toxic and they keep coming back for more, yes. which I was just talking yes. to client about this morning. Like, you know, an ex totally crossing her boundaries, using a different phone number to message her because she had blocked him on another number. Like, oh, complete, wow. that's just a no, right? That's not even like, hey, I'm sorry. This is not okay. That's a no. And like people respond when to boundaries when they're communicated really lovingly and clearly Mm -hmm. and where they don't feel shamed or when you don't make them feel bad for what they did, but you share more from your experience. So when you're not projecting you did this and it makes me feel like shit when you do that. Or like, I feel like unworthy because you said that to me, like people can't receive that. It's not an effective. Blame. That's called blame. (laughs) Pointing the finger. (laughs) Yeah, so we definitely get to have some lube for our sacred boundaries, <laughs> <sacred laughs> <sacred laughs> account- and, and some self
0: accountability. Like that's what sacred, sexy boundaries that are your own. Like. You have to be accountable mm-hmm. for your your own experience and and rather like if you're speaking and like you need to be different like good luck with that. That's not just, a boundary
1: either. No, that's right. not a
0: boundary. You don't because we don't get to control how other people show up. We can control what we're willing to tolerate, not willing to tolerate, and we can share how we feel, and then we can decide if the other person. You know, like shifts and honors our feelings, and we go deeper into intimacy, having the conversation about it. Or if they're if they're not willing, and the thing keeps happening, it keeps not feeling good internally. Like we get to choose who's in our life and how much they're in our life, and we have the wheel like we have most women don't most women's inner child or saboteur or whatever is running the show but like we actually get to choose and the only thing we have control over is our own choices not other people's but speaking up and learning how to speak up is is essential to to happiness even yes
1: yes yes (laughs)
2: yes <laughs> oh God, i literally have like 500 things that we yes. this is insane how big this conversation is and how necessary yeah. it is like so, so necessary yes. well
1: communicating boundaries is a whole like that's an episode in and yeah. of itself and i i teach internal versus external boundaries like back to self-identity and and with kate reminding us all of self-responsibility I create what I think and feel and do. And so do you. That's internal boundary. And when I was talking to someone, there's a whole thing about 50 ways to stop caring about other people think. And I'm still waiting for the blog that says you stop caring about other people think when you have internal boundaries, Mm -hmm. which is you can think you have a right to think and feel and do whatever you want to do. And I have a right to decide that that doesn't align with me or I don't agree with that or this isn't going to work with me. Because when I have couples that come in and somebody is drinking or someone's behaving a certain way and they're like, make make that person behave differently. It's no, you don't get somebody to do anything differently. This is why I hate, you know, make him miss you or get a man to commit to you dating advice because it's manipulative. Wouldn't you rather have someone enthusiastically choose you from inside of their heart because they want to rather than you did some tactic? And it's because we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our capacity to have boundaries internally first, which is I decide what I think and feel. No one can make me feel anything. I'm impacted by somebody's behavior but it's never going to go over well. It's like, I need you to behave differently in order for me to be okay. That's codependency, my friends, (laughs) rather than I'm watching. And, And it always is when you're dating, you're waiting to see, you don't commit to someone until you know how they behave with your boundaries. Cause that's one of the first signs of emotional maturity and health and safety because you're safe in your relationship based on how the two of you respect one another's boundaries and I recently said to someone too, that rejection stops being rejection when you get that it's just that person's boundary. There're a no. It's a boundary. It's not a personal rejection. When you have your internal boundary on intact, a rejection's not a rejection. it's "Oh, that's just their boundary. It's a no for them. OK? Boundary. It's their boundary. And I have to be able to respect their boundary. Then there's the external boundary where I am actually setting a standard and I am deciding how I want to be treated or I am deciding how close I want you to stand to me or when I want to have sex or when I want to hang out with you or what my prices are. Our prices are our boundaries in our work, right? The the agreements. And so it just is important because I think a lot of people get caught up in Yes, boundaries is a big word, but internal boundary is I'm protected internally from your thoughts and feelings and opinions and behavior about me. Then my external boundary is how I set in motion the communication because a lot of people get caught. Oh, I don't don't, I'm worried about what they'll think of me and the people pleasing. That's really why we're people pleasing. We're controlling what that other person thinks. Mm. Um, that's, that's what's all, that's, what's happening in our egos. It's never about
2: the person. Yeah. You think no. that you're like, oh, I'm so worried that they're going to be upset with me. No. Like, no, yeah, you're, you're worried because you're afraid of rejection.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not because yes. you
2: actually are worried about the other person.
1: And, yeah. and that they'll think you're not a good, kind, mm-hmm. spiritual girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and this place of, and why self-identity is so important like who are you outside of what other people think of you i'm thinking about amanda renee's interview with us many many moons ago where she said i got to the point where if i was sitting in a room by myself and i did nothing with my life and i did not serve anyone would i can i trust that god would still love me like that (laughs) right and you know there's a whole other conversation around the fact i mean online bullying is out of control I just need to say this for a second. It's out of control. And the way that people are treating other people is, is blows my fucking mind sometimes. And so I just want to remind you that there's that adolescent, like if I always set my boundary clearly, I'll always get the response that I want. Like, no, you know, no, you won't, but you'll have you you'll have you no matter what. And that's, that's the work. And then you'll set in motion a path for other women to come home to this truth. And then maybe one day we won't have the online bullying that we have of people just being out of control with the way they treat other people. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I just went on like five
2: tangents. (laughs) I love, I love it. Yeah. And I want to add something that's really, I think something that's really important here too, is like, People are afraid of rejection because they're afraid to be alone. However, what I really want to add in is that when you release people from your space that are not a fit for you, that are not respecting you, you actually create space for people who are a fit and who will respect you. You will not be alone. In fact, you will actually attract people who do adore you and treat you and respect you in the way that you deserve to be treated. So it is so scary and it is so hard to release and let go of relationships and people because there's this fear of like, yeah, but like, we're such good friends or this person has been in my life for so long. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, what if they're just not in my life anymore? And like, it is possible that that's going to happen when you set a clear boundary, if it's not respected or if someone can't honor you. And Those are not the people that are meant to be in your life anyways. And I really just want to share every time I've done this and every time any of my clients have done this, like the result is either deeper intimacy with the person Mm -hmm. that you set a boundary with or creating space for someone new who is going to honor your boundaries. Those are the only options.
0: And they're more aligned like because you're following your own compass. And when you follow your own compass and you stand for your own truth, You attract, I mean, I think of when I had no boundaries, my friends, we didn't even have connection. It was like me being like a puppet and like me contorting myself in every way possible to make sure that they liked me. And then my friends now who just fucking love and adore me in the middle of my mess or in my light or in and who see me and believe in me, like the quality of romantic relationships and sisterhood and work relationships and client relationships it skyrockets when, because that's how we build that safety within, like we, women are always saying, oh, I don't trust men. I don't trust women. It's like, no, when you follow your own, you don't trust yourself. When you follow your own guidance and your own compass and your own truth, and you learn what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And you stand for that, you build safety within, and then you attract people who just are trustworthy. But also, you know, that even with those people, if, if it's, if eventually it becomes out of alignment, you you honor that and and the next the next people that you're meant to be aligned with come in, you know, as a business owner, this is, we all experience this. Um, I, if I'm on a call with a woman and it doesn't feel aligned in my body, I honor that. And it's in moments, my, my, my saboteur, my mind is like, Oh no, you should keep this client. Like, Oh, and it's like, no, I've, I mean, obviously I've learned over the years, similar to you, where it's, uh, my body is always leading me in the right way. And I know when, when a connection feels good and I know when I'm talking to a woman who's going to show up fully, and who's going to do the work and who's actually going to grow and evolve. Like I'm not interested in working with someone who's looking for a magic pill or a quick fix who isn't going to show up for themselves or who I'm not going to feel good connecting with. Mm-hmm. And I think of the clients I have now, like my clients are like my besties. Like, I love my clients. They're, we're, we're we're so connected and it's because I'm so selective with who I work with and I'm so selective with who I surround myself with mm-hmm. and I'm so selective. Like th- it's, it's everything
2: yeah I think it's hilarious (laughs) I was just thinking about how like when we let in the people who like aren't a good fit or back in the day someone would ask like better price and I would give them a better price like those are all people take advantage and who feel like that every time that you don't honor your boundary, it comes back to kick you in the ass. It's like you have that knowing, or like, it's very clear up front, that like, it's not a perfect fit. And then you're like, oh yeah. Remember that time when I had that thing? Yeah. I should have listened to it back then. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I have that with friendships too. I remember I had this friend, it was like a fast friendship kind of fantasy based and like, and then it ended up not turning out how I thought it was going to turn out, but it's because I wasn't rooted in myself in the process. And I wasn't listening to that guidance.
1: Like it happens everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so important. That's so important. <laughs> and then you've got this epic offering coming up, Amy, do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, of course. So because this feels so present in what I believe women are being called to not only practice, but live in like, this is a transformation that is happening across women around the world who are ready to change the way that they operate, that they move throughout the world in all areas of their life, relationships, business, their career. And it's really about women stepping into their power. And so the offering that I have is called embodied boundaries and it's living your boundaries. And it's specifically a three week intensive where you're surrounded by other women um, who are really learning how to release the people, pleasing tendencies, Mm -hmm. the patterns of fear of rejection, like really taking a look at all of the times in the past where you've given your power away. That's where we start is reclaiming your power, taking a look at those patterns and then moving into the, okay, who am I now? What do I stand for? What is my mission? What's my vision? And from that place of sovereignty, then being clear on what are my new agreements? What are my new agreements with my higher self? Who do I allow in my space? What do I need to release and let go of? And then how do I communicate that, right? How do I courageously share that with support, with guidance on how to do that? And then from there, not only communicating it, but then how do I stay in that integrity Mm. when someone tests my boundaries? Because they will be tested as you're stepping into your next level of growth. And then from there, how do I embody this? How do I manifest the new people into my life? How do I manifest the right clients into my business? How do I manifest this new reality from this place of embodied power and embodied boundaries? So it's a three-week intensive and it's designed that way because we go really deep and boundaries are like, they're so transformational, like through this process, you will never allow other people to treat you that way again. And you will start to attract a higher caliber of client, of friendship, of intimacy in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Like that's where we're headed together. So we start on... May 4th and I'm so grateful and excited that this is what I get to teach and excited to see who who comes into the space and who's ready for this conversation.
1: Oh my God. So good. So good. We'll make sure the link is below. Yes. And, and I'm just, you know, I, I both Kate and I have been launching groups this year and it's a way there's something magical that happens in group. I mean, one-on-one is incredibly powerful, but there are things that one-on-one can't touch that groups can and vice versa. And when you're with other women, walking the path and, and someone else is modeling it, someone else is standing in it, and then you can feel it for yourself and have a whole group of women cheering you on to do so like that. That's the best. That's where you remember. I mean, it's creating the healthy family uh, mm-hmm. where, where we all should have had the celebration around our boundaries um, and our right to decide what's best for us. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you. Amy, mean, so excited for all the women that will join you in this program.
2: Thank you. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, we'll send over the link so that everyone can check it out. And I so appreciate opening this conversation. I know that before we hopped on, we're like, oh, wow, this is just the beginning <laughs> of this conversation on the new truth podcast. Like there's definitely going to be more around this topic because it is so important. Yeah. We're going to so have part one, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven. 8, 8, 9. <laughs> I mean, I even think like just circling back to a more recent episode when we interviewed Maria Palumba and her, her husband and their journey to polyamory and how like she, you know, through life events, she came to the conclusion that she is a polyamorous. She's meant to love many people. And that was her clear truth. And then her husband had to choose, like, he's so honoring and so loving. And he's like, okay, I choose my polyamorous wife because that's who she is. Or, and I, so I choose to like, try this new path and see if there's something in it for me, or I choose to walk away. But like how, when someone is rooted in who they are and is in a loving, um, space, um, they honor your boundaries and they, you know, and, 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 you know, there's growth in that for other people when they learn to honor the evolution. Cause really like boundaries are the evolution of who we are you know and and it's not a stagnant thing it's not i mean god we could talk about this forever i didn't mean to open the the vault again and know we're wrapping up in a sec but boundaries are e- ever evolving like my truth today and my truth a year ago, they're different. Who I am today, where I'm standing, what I believe in, what I what I stand for is different. And so, like we, the journey, you know, when you continue to just get to know your own soul and actually, like, learn to evolve with yourself, and the more embodied you become, I love that your program is called Embodied Boundaries because the more embodied you become the more inhabiting of your vehicle, of your body, your sacred temple. When you actually live from your body, you can feel your truth. You can connect to your truth. And yeah, it's just like the roadmap to an epic life is actually learning how to come from that place. So I love that this is where your work is heading right now. And, and obviously you're such a brilliant teacher. I love hearing you talk. I love how you, how you organize things. And, and yeah, so I highly invite and you're just so fun and just a delightful mm-hmm. human being. So I highly encourage um, women to click the link below, check out the page, and join Amy from Bodied uh, Boundaries and learn how to live life from a totally new place that's going to just open you up to such an expansive experience. Mm,
2: thank you.
1: Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Catherine. I love Thanks you waiting. Thanks for being here. You. Oh, epic you. episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.